Hello and welcome to Weekly Fix. I'm your host Zane and I'm joined here with Jacob. We are firmly into 2024 now. It's uh, first week, first Sunday of 2024. Jacob, how was your day? Pretty good. Got a lot of stuff done today. Trying to be better this year. One of my resolutions has been to be more intentional with the free time that I have. Because so often, I will take like an hour of my free time and I'll just sit on the couch and do nothing. So I've been like, you know what? If I have an hour, let's go make a YouTube short or something. You know. So I got a lot of that done today. I got about four shorts done and then two long videos done today for my YouTube channels. So I had a good Sunday and I'm off to a strong start of my New Year's resolution so far. Well, that's great. Um, do you have anything else on uh, New Year's resolution that you, you're looking for goals-wise um, that you're planning on doing this year? Obviously, probably just growing the YouTube channels. Um, obviously, a big resolution, I think, for both of us is really to get this podcast to a better level. I think we've done a good job so far with us being completely new podcasters, um, but I'm excited for things. You know, We talked a little bit about the Instagram that we're going to have coming out later this year, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other cool little things that we do with the podcast throughout the year. So I think just doing those things is going to be a really good time. Yeah, I think that's going to be that's going to be awesome. Now, um, for those who don't know, you have um, Jars Torian Emporium, which is a collector YouTube uh, channel and Instagram, and then you also have Jar uh, Jars Gaming, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so the gaming channel is just started actually this year. I just started finally posting some stuff to that. Um, and that you can find that if you wanted to look it up, it's on YouTube. It's I am Jar. That is the uh, YouTube name for that. And then Jar's Toy Emporium. That is my collectibles page. We started off as mostly Funko stuff because I'm a huge Funko collector. Um, but we've actually started expanding into a few more things. Like we're going to be doing some Lego stuff a lot more this year. So doing some Lego set reviews and things like that. So if you guys are even bigger nerds than that, like if you're bigger nerds than just the shows and stuff, if you're like like me and Zane are of collecting Funko Pops and stuff, um, you guys could probably have some fun stuff checking out those things over on those places. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and link um, link those down in the description as well um, in the long comments. So if you want to hop right over to that, I'll link uh, his YouTube page. It is a really good time. He does a great job with it, um, and I know uh, I watch I watch pretty much everything he puts out because it is uh, it is pretty it is very good. So and he just got a new camera and it looks great. Um, so uh, props. Yeah, that's some that. things. I'm- yeah, I've still been experimenting with that because before I just used a GoPro. So having like a legitimate camera, man, it's it's like a whole different world because there's so many more settings and stuff and like all these things. I, I used my I used it for the second time today, actually making a long form video. So we'll see if it turns out uh, decent. But yeah, that's been fun. Well, luckily you have someone close by who can definitely uh, help you out with that, right? Yes, yes. Um, Jacob's wife is very, very good with photography, um, top notch. Um, if you're looking for someone to, um, to do some photos, she can definitely hook you up if you're in her area. So, um, but something you mentioned, I think at the end of last year about gaming, um, is one of the things I wanted to ask you today is you were going to do a game a month trying to platinum or full complete. What was the term used? Yeah, so basically what you just said, I'm trying to platinum, or if if I decide to play a game that's Xbox exclusive, I want to get on the Xbox and play, you know, get the 1,000 gamer score over on there. I made a challenge to myself, because my entire life I've just played Call of Duty. You know, we've talked about that in the past, being a Call of Duty kid. Um, I've missed out on so many games, and this past year I really started to find out how much I enjoy just chilling and playing a single-player game and just streaming or something like that. So I've made a challenge for this year to platinum or 1,000 gamer score one game for every month. Now, actually, this month, I'm actually doing two games because the games I picked are kind of shorter. They usually only take around 15 hours to, you know, get the platinum on. So I decided, you know, make it a little more challenging. I'll do two of them. And so this month, we're actually doing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection, and also Shredder's Revenge. So I've never played those games before. Um, so that's been a lot of fun, although I'm a little bit behind. I've only played about two hours this month so far. So I got a lot of catching up to do. Um, well, but yeah, that's been that's been fun. You got over three weeks left, so, um, well, with everything you do, I don't know if you can platinum two games in a month. Yeah. Uh, That's a lot, man. It's tough, and that's why, that's a big reason why uh, today I sat down and tried to get a whole bunch of content stuff done for the week, so, you know, when I do have an hour or two during the week this week after work and stuff, I can just sit down and play that and try to get some stuff done that way, so that's kind of been one of those, trying to be intentional with my time, you know, if I have that free time, I better try to work ahead rather than getting behind. Oh, yeah, that, no, it's definitely, definitely good. I'm also trying to be a little bit more intentional with my time this year, um, 
definitely, uh, especially with families, you, you never want to throw away time. You don't get that back. Um, and yep. then um, just make sure that you make the most of this life. You've only got one of them. You only got one of yep. them. And you got to yep. you know, make sure that you keep the uh, first things first. So, um, so that's your games that we're looking forward to. I'm excited of what else you play. Um, now you're you're mainly a, a PS5 uh, junkie outside of PC, right? You you prefer yes. PS5 over Xbox? Yeah, I've always been a PlayStation Nation kid. Um, that's kind of just what I grew up with. Even when even when Xbox 360 was the console to be on, because I'll admit there used to be a time where it definitely trumped the PS3. Um, I was still on PlayStation because that's what all my friends have, and I really feel like that's how most people are. They played what their friends played and stuff like that. Um, so since all my friends had PlayStations. That's what I grew up on, and I just, I still absolutely love PlayStation. I gotta say, dude, some of the exclusives they have come out with are so good. I mean, the Spider-Man games are amazing. Um, Wolverine's gonna be a blast, I'm sure. Um, just a lot of other really great games that I haven't got to play yet that I'm looking forward to, like Ghost of Tsushima and um, God of War, and you know the Horizon games. So I'm super excited for those to come as well. Speaking of Wolverine, did you see the leaked play uh, footage of that? Yes, did you see I, any I tried. Of that? I tried to avoid it as much as possible, but I did see a few of them just because I was curious. Um, so why I did you try to avoid it? Just because... So, leaks in general, I don't think are bad. I don't think it's a problem if things get leaked. I do have an issue, though, when the leaks come about in the way that they did for Insomniac. It seems like they were really just not... No reason in particular. And the biggest problem I had with it was about all the personal information that got leaked. I think I think I think they said they had like about three quarters of their employees' information leaked and stuff like that, and I just think that's Ooh. messed up. Okay, I don't um, know that. Yeah, so that's been a big reason why I was just you know I don't want to give these leakers or these hackers you know whether I make a difference or not, but that extra view or whatever they may be looking to get, um, that's just a big issue I have with that. Now I know I watch a lot of leaked trailers and things like that when they come out, and I know it, it really isn't any different. Uh, I think I just had a big issue with the personal uh, oh. leaks that happened. Well, it's also different when the company is clearly showing something and somebody records it and displays it as opposed to, hey, I'm going to go backdoor something you don't want shown anywhere and also display that. I think there is a difference there. Oh, I, I agree. So, you know, perfect example is Star Wars Celebrations. A lot of the people that went to Star Wars Celebration this past year, they did get to see trailers for, like, the Acolyte, and they got to see trailers for um, Skeleton Crew and things like that. They showed those to the fans that paid to go there. Now, some of those things that got leaked, you know, they're kind of asking for it if you're inviting a bunch of people into a room where you can't really monitor every single person's phone and things like that. You're kind of asking for some stuff to get leaked. Um, but when it's stuff like hacking and stuff like that, I always have kind of have an issue with that. Um, so yeah, that's been a big that's been a big thing. It's been interesting to keep up with lately. Okay, well, for the footage I did see, the play the play looked really good. I only saw one little tiny bar fight with some ninjas, um, and I mean it was literally just um, you just got to see the the game footage of it, and it didn't yeah. tell any stories or anything. But it did look, I mean, for an unfinished game, that was pretty smooth. I thought it looked really good. Well, that's a big thing I thought. I mean, for a game that's not even supposed to come out till late 2025, for it to already be looking that good, I mean, I think that speaks a lot to what Insomniac is capable of, how smooth they can make a game before it even releases and all the things. They're going to have so much time to just work on some bugs and things like that. However, they did come out and say that since they were in such early progress of this the game, even though it didn't look like it, because like you said, it did look really smooth and the graphics were great, um, they, they did say they're going to have to change some things now. So, you know... We'll see what happens, but yeah, I did. I saw the exact same gameplay you, you saw, and I was blown away by considering the game is not supposed to come out till you know over a year from now. You know that's kind of impressive. Yeah, I I was definitely impressed. Um, but and that isn't supposed to come out this year. Um, but there are some things that are supposed to come out this year. And switching a little bit off of gaming, um, I kind of wanted to kind of get your um feel for what we have upcoming this year just a, a quick overview i know we don't have too much content dropping this year like we have in the past few years we're taking a little bit of a step back um but i was curious if you had a certain show that you was like your most anticipated show of the year so i do have one show that i am very very stoked for this year and that's fallout I think Fallout is probably my most anticipated show this year. Something completely different that we have not ever got to see in show form. 
I'm a big fan of the fact that we're starting to get some video game adaptations onto like TV screens and stuff like that. I think that's really, really cool. Um, I, I love things like that. So I'm super excited for Fallout. The trailer that we've seen, I think it looked really cool and it looks like it's going to be a good representation of the game. Um, so, so far, you know, I'm sure there could be something else that might come out later on in this year, maybe a trailer or something like that. I think Fallout is my most anticipated. Um, and that's saying a lot because we do got a couple of Star Wars shows coming out this year that I'm really excited for, um, such as like such as like the Acolyte and Skeleton Crew. Those are two shows we're supposed to be getting this year. Those are definitely two and three on my list. But I'm really okay. interested to see what this Fallout show is all about. Okay, so you said we've never seen it before. Do you not think that this is going to be similar to um, like The Last of Us? I don't know anything about Fallout. I've never played the games. Um, so the thing that I know so far is this is a completely different story. So where The Last of Us was based, you know, straight up on the first video game that came out and it was just turned into like a show, this one is supposed to be a completely new story. So we shouldn't really have any idea of what's happening. Uh, we shouldn't have, you know, oh, this should be happening next or we should have this to look forward to. This should be something brand new. So that's what I think I'm most excited about because let's say it was just a Fallout 3 TV show. I would not be as excited for it, but since it is its brand new own thing, that's what's got me so excited for it. Yeah, there is there is just a sense of it is more exciting to see something you haven't seen before. Just as we talked last week about like not just wanting to go back and rewatch just everything and anything. Um, because you've seen it before, there is a uh, a point where you're like, hey, I would rather watch a slightly lower quality film than watch something I've already seen. Oh, 100%. And that's why a big thing, I'm more excited for you know, the Acolyte and Skeleton crew, you know, flipping back to Star Wars, just because it is a brand new story. I mean, these are things we have not got to see yet. Um, and so that's what's got me really excited for those shows, is there's something about not knowing what's coming. And I, I know a lot of people complain about oh, I wish we were getting more of this, or I wish we were getting, you know, this and that. And I see a lot of that with, like, video games where people say, oh, I'd rather get a sequel to this game than a brand new IP or something like that. Right. I love the brand new stuff. I think the brand new stuff really just brings that element of excitement to something. Well, I, I completely agree. There is the... I think studios just have a really hard time grabbing for something new because it isn't a sure thing. And you kind of saw that with the creator last year, right? Or the creation. Was it creation or creator? Anyway, uh, the, the sci-fi yeah, the sci-fi movie about AI. You know, it just doesn't make money. It it could be a good movie, but it doesn't get people in the doors anymore. And I think that's really the shame of streaming um, is that people don't go to the movies for movies anymore. They go for blockbusters and only blockbusters. Um, and that's kind of like that's hard because you're like. That's just also like how expensive our, our world is today that you can't just go to the movies. You know, I was talking to one of my friends and he's like, you know, I really want to go watch Aquaman. But, um, you know, if I take my family, it's going to be ninety dollars. And, you know, like at Christmas time, when when things arise and happen, like you just can't do that. So, like when things are so ridiculously expensive, it does limit your ability to go um, So that maximizing profits. I don't know if they actually are maximizing profits oh and i think that's a what you really a great point you made though is it is so expensive right so what are you going to go watch if you do have the ability to go see one movie are you going to go see something that you kind of know you're going to like or are you willing to take a chance to see something that you know you might not like i mean it is a big risk especially like you said it is expensive to go to i mean just me and my wife when we go to the movies i mean you're looking at the tickets probably gonna be about 15 20 dollars a piece Right there's 30, 40 bucks, and then you're going to have to buy a drink or something like that. I mean, I always do at least because I I'm, a, I'm a sucker for movie theater popcorn, right? So <laughs> I have to get my popcorn. I got to get my large Coke. You know, I got to be ready for the movies. And that stuff adds up. I mean, by the end of the movie trip, it's just for me and her, we're about 50, 60 bucks in usually because of how expensive stinking popcorn and a soda is. But yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, am I going to take a chance on a movie I might not like, or should I just go see something I know I'm going to like? Yeah, so I, that is the pitfall of just the world we live in. And then, you know, you would be even more willing to go see something you might or may not like if you didn't have access to literally, I, I mean, hundreds of thousands of movies at your fingertips pretty much at any time. Um, so that's also... Oh, exactly. Like, like why would I want to take a chance to go pay for something I don't know I'll like when I could watch something I've never seen on Netflix, right? Yeah, like exactly. So... Yeah, and like, the, so... And the kind of like the comparison 
for me would be like, you know, if if somebody hasn't seen Ex Machina, you know, or Ex Machina, like, I think it's Ex Machina, um, would they rather, like, go watch that in Netflix or go take a chance on the creator? And it's like, well, you know, Ex Machina is like, got a cult following, it's a really good film, so, like, I think I'll just watch that since I haven't seen it. Oh, 100%. I, I definitely would do that myself, too. If, like, perfect example, like you just said, if I don't really know if the you know, creator's a brand new thing. Um, sure, it could be really good. It could end up being my favorite movie of all time. But this other thing is already established. It's already got a fan base. It's already got, you know, stuff I can, you know, get on board with. So, yeah, perfect example there. Yeah. So, so Fallout's your fa- your um, most anticipated uh, show of the year. Um, my actually anticipated show of the year is actually completely opposite. Um, so you have no clue what's going on. I actually know exactly what's going on, and I just cannot wait. And that's actually The Chosen. Um, the Chosen Season 4 drops in February 1st, and I cannot wait for that show. It is probably my favorite show uh, that is is continuation right now that's going on. I absolutely love it. I know you haven't seen it, and you've been recommended by a lot. Um, it is amazing. Oh, and I, I have no complaint about it. It is a show I eventually need to get to. Um, yeah, at our church, dude, that show is like... It's like chocolate cake and ice cream, man. People are eating it up. So <laughs> I got to say, it's something I definitely got to get to at some point. Me and Danielle have talked about watching it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not surprised to hear you say that because I know how much you like it. And your family loves it too, so it's not just you. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, my, my uncle actually said, if, uh, if you don't like The Chosen, I can't fellowship with you. <laughs> <laughs> I so. mean, you know. He's got a point, I guess, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and for those who don't know, The Chosen is the story of the disciples being chosen by Christ. Um, and the story really looking from the disciples' view of uh, just Christ's life and Christ's ministry, picking up right where they cho- he chose the disciples. And we really get a artistic rendition of the disciples' life. Not necessarily everything that is put into the show is biblical because a lot of that wasn't said in the Bible. Um, so they take some, some liberties and add some backstories to our disciples um, and like Simon the Zealot and give him a backstory with the man who was at the well of Bethesda and, you know, give them a connection that um, I don't want to spoil if you've seen it, if you've not seen it. But like it really gives a bunch of heart to the show um, and uh, really just they really thought it out well. It wasn't just like they were just throwing things at the board and seeing like, oh, is this a cool idea? No, there's there is reasoning behind it. There is like, oh, that is something that the character would, you know, the historical figure would do because he was told to have this quality uh, in the Bible. So they just ex- extrapolate a little bit and tell a little bit more. And I absolutely love it. So if you um, if you love the Bible, if you love um, just historical documentaries, um, I just this one is amazing. It gets a it gives a very good loving view of our Savior um, and really challenges uh, your faith. So the the chosen for me is by far my most anticipated film or uh, show of the year. Now I know that had was I guess maybe it was a couple years ago that that had like was it something that released only in movie theaters or something like that? So they released um I think they released two episodes of the show in theaters and it I mean it made a ton of money for them. Um because this is a completely and totally fan uh paid for show. There is like this is completely like I I don't know fan uh what is it? Fan sourced? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I guess you would say that, yeah. Crowd crowdsource. Crowdsource show. Yeah, crowdfunded kinda. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, they took donations and when they could they they shot the next um they shot the next thing and I mean the acting in it is wonderful. Um the uh the, I mean the cinematography is very good. Sets are all practical. I mean, it, they did a wonderful job with the show. So it's not like it's just like a cheesy, like, uh, I don't know if anyone on here has, has watched, um, like, what is it? Uh, the Giants. Facing the Giants. It's not It's not a Facing the Giants quality show. <laughs> um, no knock on Facing the Giants. Wonderful heart behind yeah, the film, on, but it's just, on, it just man. doesn't have quite the quality um, that your average viewer would sit down and want to watch. So that's mine. 
Um, now, as far as comic books go, and, and this um, Invincible second season is what I'm most excited to, to finish. Um, I don't know if that counts. Um, and if that doesn't count, I know last week I said I was guarded on Echo. I'm no longer guarded. Okay. I'm all in. Okay. Okay. I uh, I just I just kept seeing the the little clips of Daredevil in it, and I didn't watch a single one. I haven't seen any of that fight, but I just I kept read reading like how much like I was like oh man I didn't actually know that the writer of uh, Better Call Saul wrote this, and man I didn't know that they added this producer, and I didn't know that like we're we're actually like completely canonizing daredevil did you see that did you see that we're yes. completely canon now yes. did i send you yes. that yes I, I i don't know if you sent it to me but i did see that man completely canonizing the netflix series is a massive move and one that i am absolutely thrilled that they did because there's no reason not to well to be honest with you i i think they need to do that with all the shows um all the netflix shows need to be canonized um <sighs> And I know some people might complain about that, but with the the way Marvel is right now, I don't think we need to exclude those from canon. I think they just need to go ahead and include them. I get everyone saying like, "Oh, well, you can have like your different universes and all that stuff." I just would prefer if they would just canonize all this right now. I agree. I it just make it make it this, and they did. They made like yep. so Daredevil. Yeah, they made a decision. I, I and you can't say Daredevil is not canon. Daredevil can't be canon, and everything else not be the entire the entire netflix because of defenders the entire netflix series is canon now so that means daredevil punisher um iron fist luke cage jessica joan and i said punisher twice but all of those have now been canon so um and that's that was straight from marvel so now as far as like runaways cloak and dagger agents of shield that's still up in the air and i honestly personally would prefer that to go another way i would um, like i i kind of get that i just feel like like i said i wish with them making these moves and making everything canon i feel like they do just need to go ahead and do all of them not to say that they can't change some things here and there and you know maybe make some new stories which i'd love to get some new stories of some of that stuff but I also feel like just canonize everything at this point like if you're gonna do it with everything else i feel like it's weird to not have some of that stuff canon now i uh... I'm fine with them canonizing it by saying it's an alternate reality, but I mean, if you look at Daredevil and Punisher, that is a better quality shows than what we've been getting on Disney Plus. Yeah, they're, they're they're great. They are really good. But I do think I do think I agree with that statement. I do think what we're about to get with Disney Plus, I'm I'm going to be one of those people. I'm high hopes right now. I think Echo is going to change a lot of that. I think Loki oh, has changed in. a lot of that. I I'm think those in. two shows are the future of Marvel. I think we're kind of done with these random things that don't make any sense. Um, the way Kevin Feige's been talking, the moves he's actually been making, and then the things he's actually living up to doing what he said he was going to do, I really do think we're in a better state of Marvel than we've probably been in years. Yeah, and, and it's funny because everyone thinks it's in decay, but I really think that um, it, the statement says, you know, hard times make hard people, and and uh, soft times make soft people. You know, Endgame was such an, a soft time for Marvel; they could do no wrong. They kind of started re- relaxing, and this oh, this last hard time has made them really be like, okay, like if we don't fix this right now, it'll be gone forever. The same way westerns did, and and I'm dead serious. I I I can see if this if 2024 does not course correct the way it should. The uh, superhero shows will go by the way, kind of just like westerns did. Oh man, that's a tough statement to say because, like, I kind of agree with what you're saying. I feel like they've lost so much viewership and they've lost such a large part of the fandom. But I just feel like there is still such a large number of them, of the fans that are still there. I mean, they're still getting millions of views on their episodes when they release. I wouldn't say they'll necessarily be gone, and maybe you don't mean that to that extreme. Well, but, westerns aren't gone. They're still around. Yeah, like, I, 310 to Yuma is one of the best westerns ever created, and it was still early 2000s. Yeah, so I feel like we would just see a incredible decline in the amount of content we would be getting. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that and that's what I'm saying. Like, hey, if yeah. this course correction year doesn't pay off, we're gonna see maybe one movie a year with a show. Exactly. And yep. that's it. hundred percent. Yep. We'll we'll kinda see what happened to Star Wars. I think we'll see where I mean Star Wars went years without any content really. We would yeah. get an animated show a year if that. So I could see something like that happening for sure. Yeah. So, but I'm all on board, man. Next week, I, I, I mean, I will have watched all of Echo by next week. So we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about it. <laughs> okay, he's making the commitment now, guys. Next, there's o- next. There's podcast. only five episodes. Oh, is it only five? I thought it was eight. No, it's five episodes. Oh, okay, well, that's minutes. much more doable. That's much more doable. Yeah. So you could like throw it on the background and play your uh, TMT. And <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that, dude. It drives me nuts. If I'm watching the show, dude, I gotta be locked in. Oh, same, same. I, I, I don't even like playing on my phone. Nope. I put my phone in, like another room. I don't even want to see it. That's right. Yeah, get it off. Yep. Um. Well, cool, man. So, all right. So, Fallout for you, Echo. Um. Really excited for that. So, I, I mean, honestly, by the end of February, we should have. Echo, The Chosen, and um, Invincible should drop in February, I'm assuming. I believe so, yeah. Okay, so um, when do you uh, when do you foresee Fallout dropping? Do they have a date? Do you know? Um, they did have a date. I don't know. Let me look real quick. Let I know it's weekly about something. Weekly, yeah, it is, and it's it is Amazon. Um, so looks like April twelfth. So we'll have a little bit of a break between. The shows. Okay, so you'll like... you'll have time to watch The Chosen uh, by then. <laughs> Dude, I still gotta watch What If. Man, I'm so behind. I got all sorts oh, man. of stuff. What If is gone? We already talked about What If. You don't even have to watch it now until the next season. <laughs> it's over. It's, yeah, it's over. Yeah, until just, next season. Just move on. <laughs> yeah, it's a lost cause. The Chosen is significantly better. <laughs> I have. Fit, I am caught up on Reacher fully now. I know it's last Ooh, time. Okay, I, yes, I'm, I, I'm, watch, I'm behind. Yes, I have watched all of season two now. So... Okay, yeah, you so gotta catch up, man. Here, here's my here's my commitment. Okay, so next weekend we'll talk about Echo, the twentieth, the next, the one following. I'll, we'll talk about Reacher. Okay, that works we'll, because we'll by then we'll have like, gotten another two episodes. Yep, and we'll, I think we'll, that might be the whole season. Yeah, Let's run episode. Well, maybe no. I think we might have one more because I think the last, I think we're on f- episode five that just came out. So yep, six. So seven, we eight. should talk right yeah. before the finale. That's good. Yep, That's good yep. plan. Y'all, y'all see us podcast planning here on the podcast. We love it. Yeah, um, dude, things are always on the fly. That's right. That's right. All right. <laughs> so most anticipated show, and then I got two two more questions for you, and we'll wrap this one up. But what is your top three anticipated movies of 2024? So I'd had to do a little bit of looking because I actually had not looked at a list of the movies that are coming out this year. Well, here, I here. Let me let me just before you you read, I'm gonna read the to the uh, listeners. This is IMDb's uh, list for most anticipated movies of the year. Of and you know, I actually had somebody ask me what IMDb was the other night, and I was like, uh, okay, well, it's the uh, so for those of you who don't know, IMDb is a um, movie database. Uh, it's Internet Movie Database is what it stands for, um, and it gives all of the the movie information and that you could ever want, all categorized in one spot. You can create a user, you can add watch list for things you want to watch, you can rate things, you can see what other people rated things. So IMDb is very very useful, um, and I would highly recommend it. But their list for the movies of 2024 is um, number one would be Dune Part Two. Second is Joker 2. Third is Argyle. Fourth is Beetlejuice 2, which I actually didn't even know was coming out. Um, Five is Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. And six is Deadpool 3. Um, And then Madam Web, Mean Girls, Gladiator 2, and Craven the Hunter. Yeah, so... Actually, a pretty good movie. I mean, and there's still a lot of other movies. I'm looking at the IMDb list just for upcoming. There are so many movies that could potentially come out in 24. I don't think they're going to. I mean, they still have like Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse on here, which we've kind of talked about. That one's probably coming out in 25. Um, But yeah, it looks like there's a lot of potential for movies that could be coming out this year, which is could be fun. I think it could be a good year. You know, we've talked about some things that 
maybe taking a chance at going to see some movies. I think this could be a year that you could probably do that a little more so than usual. And I think still have a good time. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we only get one, one actual Marvel. We, we, you know, Sony's fake Marvel. Um, one actual <laughs> Marvel movie. Um, we, we're having the one, um, one DC, right. With the only Joker. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Cause Superman's 2025 and Batman two is 2025. So man, that's gonna um, be a good year for DC, I think. Yeah, twenty twenty five. Yeah. But all right. So I know, man, what, what are they? Did you look them so, up? Did you? Did yes, you I, did. I have my list here. Yes, I got my list here. Are we going in order from least? What do you want to go? Start at three and go down to one, yeah, or we'll start, start at number we'll, one? Let's start at three. We'll, we'll okay, give some so anticipation. Number three is kind of a a movie that I'm excited for, and I definitely am putting this one in there just for the shock factor of putting it in there. Oh, good. And and it's not like would it necessarily be in my number three? No, but it is a movie that I am really excited about, and it is Madam Web. I'm gonna put Madam Web in my number three. Oh my goodness, because, Madam Web. Number yes, because because some of the things I'm seeing about this movie. Not necessarily – I wouldn't even say the movie is the thing I'm most excited for. The thing I'm most excited for about this movie is what we could be getting after it. There has been a lot of talk about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man re- coming back after this oh, movie. Man, and apparently this movie is going to be – I've heard some signs that maybe it will have an in-credit scene that has Andrew Garfield in it. And if that is the case, that would be the only reason it is my number three. If they came out – Sony came out tomorrow and said – that's not happening, Andrew Garfield. We're not. We're not even in talks with him or anything like that. It would be out of my three, but just the possibility and all the things that we've been kind of seeing. You know, I told you that thing about Andrew Garfield going to that screening for Spider-Man Across the Spider Verse. Right. There's a lot of things that are starting to line up, and with Beyond the Spider Verse probably getting pushed back to 25, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see Andrew Garfield. Maybe some rumors or something this year talking about him being a big role in Beyond the Spider-Verse because that's what I've heard a lot of things are going to happen. Obviously, it's the Sony-Verse. Amazing Spider-Man is from the Sony-Verse. Beyond the Spider-Verse is the Sony-Verse. So if we're going to get a live-action Spider-Man in that Spider-Man and Beyond the Spider-Verse, it probably is going to be Andrew Garfield. And I think Madam Web could be the thing that kind of starts to hint a little bit more about him returning as Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. I mean, solid reasoning. Um, I, you know, the trailer didn't hit me like it did you. I, I was intrigued, but it just didn't feel like I was, it didn't catch me like it catch you. But I'm excited that it's number three for you. It's definitely one I'm going to go see in theaters. We, we will be talking about it early on the podcast just because, um, it is a core, um, part of probably our, our viewers, uh, or listeners, um, interest and i'm excited for it it's just not my number three well and i gotta say i really think the sony verse stuff is going to start playing a big part in the mcu because i think the mcu and marvel as a whole is kind of looking at some of the you know success that sony is having with the spider-verse movies and they're gonna have to start drawing some inspiration from those i really do think so i wouldn't be surprised if maybe after or maybe in the next Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, if we do finally get a live-action Miles Morales, I still think Beyond the Spider-Verse halfway through is going to go to live-action, and that's going to be him meeting Tom Holland in some form or fashion after he's already met with Andrew Garfield and things like that. So I do think that these Sony-verse movies are actually going to be kind of important for the future, especially Venom, because I have a big feeling that if we do get Andrew Garfield back as Spider-Man, I definitely think he's going to be fighting Tom Hardy's Venom. Ooh, okay. That's exciting. Yes. And speaking of Venom, that's actually my third most anticipated film of this year is Venom Three. Okay, that was that was one of that's my number four. That's the one that was battling with Madam Web, but the, that was the reasoning why is because I feel okay. like it, okay. I think Madam Web comes out first. Am I might be wrong about that? I think it comes it out. It does. Before yeah, it Venom. comes out in February. Yeah, so Venom's that's another reason why I put it up is because I'm excited about it. We got a movie coming kind of soon here in a couple months. Yeah, real soon. So yeah. Okay. Well. um, that's funny because if your excitement for Madam Web pays off, then you will be more excited for Venom Three. A hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, it's it's kind of like uh, Schrodinger's cat. Like which one? Like you'll never know until you look. Is, is yep, the cat yep. dead or alive? Um, exactly. That, that's awesome. But yeah, Venom Three. I love the Venom films. I I know they're corny. They're cheesy. Um, they are exactly a one, two, three 
act movie uh, through and through. Carnage was definitely way too short and did not play Carnage near well enough. Um, it didn't need to be rated R, like everyone says. I can see that helping some people. Um, it just needed to be a better Carnage story for me um, to like it more uh, than I did. Uh, but it was still fun. It was funny. Tom Hardy is one of the best actors of our um, generation. He plays his role perfectly. He's very versatile. Um, so I'm very excited for Venom 3. Um, and I know I, I know I have a lot of friends who don't care anything about Marvel, but they they all enjoy the Marvel the Venom movies. Well, I think they're they're very easy to watch, right? They're easy to oh, digest. Yeah. It's not one of those things we talk about all the time with Marvel. It's kind of hard to get into because there is so much stuff. You don't really have that with the Venom films. The Venom films, you can kind of just watch one, one and be happy with. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So so number three for me, Venom. Venom three. What about what about second for you? So number two for me is a movie that I feel like is getting no talk lately, no hype, and it's definitely one of my most anticipated movies of. 2024 and i gotta say it's almost there at number one again i had another tough decision to make which is surprising because i i feel like we're probably both going to agree with what our number one most anticipated movie is but my number two is the lord of the rings the war of rohirrim i am absolutely pumped about that movie i feel like it is getting no publicity i feel like it's in post-production so it's it's getting ready to come out um and it's something i'm just super excited about um it is animation so that could be one of the reasons why that a lot of people aren't you know you know, super excited about it, but I feel like it's going to be a really, really cool movie, and I'm very excited for another. I, I love Lord of the Rings. It's something I don't talk about nearly as much as I probably should, uh, but I love the Lord of the Rings stuff. So that movie is very high on my list. Yeah, that. I mean, it looks great. Like the the animated art that's coming out, it's not that corny. I mean, now I I don't know what is actually coming because I mean we only have a few stills from it. We don't have a trailer. Yeah. Um, but like I'm assuming it's kind of in that very serious 2D animation. It's going to look. I think it's going to look really good. Um, and I, I enjoy animation so much. It won't bother me at all that it is animated. Um, it's it's not in my most because um, I just don't know where. Like I don't know how the story is going to be told. Right. It's not it's not I don't know if it's after a book. I don't know if it's, you know, a lot of people hated the TV series Lord of the Rings. Um, uh, Ring. What is it? Rings of Power. Rings of Power. I loved it, um, but I'm also not I'm not a Lord of the Rings snob. Um, so I don't like care too much about like breaking the lore uh, behind it. And now I know that like that's like blasphemous to some people but i i thoroughly just enjoyed the show um it was a good time for me um but yeah so that's cool i actually didn't even know this movie was coming out until like two weeks ago that's what i'm saying i feel like it's it's a move it's been it's in post-production i mean they're literally doing the final touch-ups now with animation stuff animation kind of gets to post-production pretty quick but It is still something I feel like we have not heard hardly anything about, and I feel like maybe it'll wait till it gets a little closer to really start ramping up, you know, marketing and stuff for it. But it's kind of just blown my mind. It really has just flown under the radar, and I feel like it could be one of those, you know, sleeper movies. If the animation actually is good, we could see a lot of people excited for it, like we we see with Spider Man Across the Spider Verse nowadays. People love that animation style. It's really an art form. And if it is as good as everyone's hoping it is, it could be one of those things we see take home quite a few awards at some of these shows. So I think it should be getting a lot of publicity. And maybe it's just because it's not quite ready to you know, be shown off like they want it to. But I'm excited for that time to come. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for it too. And hearing you talk about it even makes me more excited about it. So I guess in December, we'll see how good it is. I don't think it's going to be as good as Into the Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mayhem. I, I, I'm not going to even put it on that level yet either, um, because it is it's brand new. You know, we've never seen Lord of the Rings in animation form, so it could be something that doesn't translate well at all. So yeah. that's one of the reasons. I mean, there are a lot of reasons to be skeptical about the movie, um, but I still am going to give it. I'm definitely going to be seeing it in the theaters. Um, I might have to drag my wife to that one because she's not the biggest fan of animation, so <laughs> she, she'll have to come anyway. But I am excited for that one. 
All right. My my number two, we talked about it before. You're, it's not on your list because you don't like it. But Dune, Dune Part 2 is my, my number two. I anticipated. I'm really excited. This one's going to be the action-packed sequel that the first one uh, set up uh, for three hours. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. And then um, Timothy Chalamet is just such a good front man. He, I mean, for the number he's bringing in on Wonka, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm very excited. It's got a absolutely star-studded cast. Austin Butler is going to be pretty prominent in this one, I believe. Um, so I am very excited to experience Dune in the theaters this spring. So I got to say, I'm going to go see this movie in the theaters because I didn't see the first one in the movie theaters, and I feel like that might have been a, a bigger mistake because apparently it was a really good movie movie, like movie theater movie. So I'm going to go see this one. I am going to give it like them another chance. I'm going to go in there. I'm probably going to watch the first one again before just to give it just to refresh myself. Oh, but I'm sure. like I know how excited you are for this one, so I'm going to go see this one in the movies as well. Um but yeah, so I I can't fault you for that one. The the trailers do look good. It does look a lot more action packed than the first one, which I'm hoping is definitely the case. But yeah, yeah I can't I can't fault you for that. Okay. Well, I'm glad you can't fault me for it, but um I mean it, it it seemed pretty easy for me, and then we both know what our number ones are. Like, if it wasn't yep. number two, we know it's number one. Yeah, and no, I'll go it? ahead and say it. I'll go ahead and say it. Kung Fu Panda 4. Um, yes, I absolutely. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda, man. I cannot wait to see Poe back on the big screen. Yes, yes. Jack Black. Yes. I'm so pumped for this movie. We get to see the Dragon Warrior back in action, man. It is. Oh, this is gonna be the blockbuster movie of the year. Um, but no, Deadpool three. I'm That's super right. excited for this one. Um, I think this one's gonna break some records. I really do. I think. Ooh, breaking records. I, I, yes, I think it, it's got the hype. Everyone, I couldn't. I can't tell you the amount of people that I am friends with that have lost hope in Marvel. They don't watch the shows anymore. They don't even go to the movies for the new movies that are coming out. But all of them are going to see Deadpool 3 in the movies. So okay. that alone has kind of shown me and told me this movie is going to be crazy. I think this one's going to be, I think it's going to pass um, No Way Home in the box office. And I think it's going to come very, very close to touching um, potentially Infinity War and Endgame. I really think it's got that push. You're talking about Hugh Jackman, who is probably got one of the biggest cult followings of a fan base in all of Marvel. And him coming back, it looking to be the comic-accurate Wolverine, I think this one's going to do some insane numbers. So just to be clear, on on record, you are saying this movie will make more than a billion dollars. I think it's going to. I really do. I, I just, wow. the push, I think the, I also think something that's going to help it, dude, we haven't even gotten a trailer for the movie. Not even a single trailer, and how often are people in this space talking about it? Usually, I know it's Marvel, I know it's all that, I know people like to speculate about stuff. We're not even getting a trailer probably till next month. A lot of people are expecting it to premiere during the Super Bowl. Dude, I think this movie is going to do, I think it's going to break a billion dollars. I think it's going to, I'm scared for what it's going to do for Marvel, because they are in kind of a rebuilding phase right now, and I'm kind of worried that they're going to be like, oh, that movie was too good. We're, we're, they're going to relax again. I really hope that's not the case, but I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say I think it breaks a billion. Breaks a billion. Okay. All right. Well, I will go. I will go into sub a billion, more than 750k, or 750 million. So you're saying right around there? Right. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna miss the mark just barely. Is is my guess. So I don't know, I, I don't man. Think I'm telling beats, you, I just... I don't think Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds pull the amount of fandom that Tom Holland and the two Spider-Man do, right? I don't... I know Ryan Reynolds is absolutely amazing. Hugh Jackman has a big fan base. But I feel like the Spider-Man IPO is better than Deadpool. It is more beloved. It has a bigger casted net, and it was playing on the same thing. If we're saying, hey, those fans, you know, nostalgia is going to bring in the fans. Well, we saw what it did for No Way Home, for the biggest IPO Marvel has. 
and the most nostalgia they could have pulled from, right? I don't think you can do more than that. Yeah, I get what you're saying, and I don't know that it's necessarily going to break No Way Home. I don't know if it's going to break Endgame. I'm not saying that. I do think it's going to rival them. I think we're going to see it get close, and I think it's going to be one of those things that if it is as good as everyone's hoping it is, if it does live up to the expectations, I could see it being one of those things that just kind of, it becomes one of those things you just go to watch just to say you watched. It becomes one of those things that even non-superhero fans are going to see just because they want to jump in on all the hype. We haven't had a movie like this since No Way Home. That came out in 2021. I mean, we're in 2024 now. That's three years ago. I really think this movie is going to just do absolute numbers. I, I think okay. it's going to be huge. I think it's going to make numbers, too. Just I don't know if it's a billion, man. That's so much money. I, I think I get it, but, man, I think it's going to be – I really – I have high hopes for it, and maybe I'm being optimistic about it. But we haven't even seen a trailer, and everyone is talking about it. So I don't know. And, it, and if the trailer starts to show things, like you know, we start seeing some other superheroes in there, if we see – I don't know. I, if we just see something that we haven't seen, what if there's like a Fantastic Four or something in there? You know, we start seeing these multiverses start to really clash. We start seeing people that we haven't seen in the MCU start to come in. I think it could be crazy. I really think it's just going to be one of those things that everyone goes to see just to see it. Okay. I mean, I am hoping so. I, I am hoping it is that movie. I'm, I really do. Uh, I just don't know. I, I'm guarded on that one as 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 much as I can be. Uh, I'm guarded with that saying. It's still my most anticipated film of the year. <laughs> but I'm I, like that's how much I want to want to like think this movie's going to be that good. I just um I don't know. I hope so. My face in Ryan Reynolds. He is absolutely incredible. Um. And the same creative team is coming back. They do a great job with that character. Um, so I think I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm pumped for that one, man. I think it's it's just got so much potential. We're finally getting to see Deadpool again. He's in the MCU now. I mean, this changes everything for Marvel moving forward. Um, I think I just think it's going to be crazy. I'm super excited for that movie, though. I don't know if I've been this excited for a movie in a long time. So. That's got me really excited. It, I think it's going to be a good year for not just Marvel. You know, we've talked about some of the other things we're excited for this year. I think it's going to be a good year for entertainment in general. I think we I just have too. so much to look forward to. I agree. Um, now, with things to look forward to, also comes things that we don't look forward to. What is your least anticipated comic book movie of the year? Because, you know, we could have said movie of the year and it would have been like, uh, some Netflix movie. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> no comic book movie that's releasing this year. What's your least excited movie? Joker two. Ah, dude, that's yep. mine too. Mine I literally, too. oh I my could goodness, not care less about Joker two. I, oh, I don't like the man. first one. I think the first one is just a bad movie. I don't <laughs> understand why it's got all of this hype and people are like, oh man, Joaquin Phoenix, he did great. I think sure. he did it great, but that sure. movie made it. It made it did nothing. It the story didn't go anywhere. All it was about was just him being a psycho the entire time. It, it just it did not do anything for me. And I don't know why people are excited for the second one. Sure, Joaquin Phoenix is going to be great, and he's probably going to win more awards like he did for the first one. But I, it is is Lady Gaga the the second yes. the secondary role? I mean, come she's on, Mar guys, she's Harley Quinn. She's Harley Come on, Quinn. Guys. The movie is a musical, and there's no Batman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Just uh, I can tell you one movie I will not be taking a chance on in the movie theater this year, and that is Joker Two. I I don't know what what is it. Whoever I don't even know if that's part of DC. I don't know how it's, that movie it's works. Elseworld. It's Elseworld. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what they're thinking, man. A, a musical. Dude. It just. Nah, I'm good. You can I'm gonna, forget that one. I'm going to tell you, dude. The first one, I was like, man, if you wanted to watch Taxi Driver, just go watch a good movie. Yeah, it's just made that movie was terrible, dude. And I, I had, I've had so many arguments over the years about people saying that was a great movie, and it really showed awareness to like all these things. I was like, we just must have watched two different movies because all I saw was just some dude that had an annoying laugh. And it wasn't even like the Joker's laugh because he couldn't even really control it. He just had like some disease. Ah, I'm good. 
Now uh, we we move on to the next thing. Yeah, they dude, seriously, <laughs> you can hate all day and I'm I'm happy with you. You know, we like to disagree on this podcast. We are not disagreeing right now. Um <sighs> man, literally I was I told somebody, I was like, Man, if you wanna say that's a good movie, that's fine. But don't call it a Joker movie. Oh, it was dude, a freaking Joker. Joker without the Batman. And he was stupid. He was stupid. You can't have Joker without the Batman. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah, what is what is the point? Like, what? He's just a bad guy that just runs around on the streets, you know, hanging out of cars, you know, shooting people. Like, what's the point? Like, do we not have a hero to stop this? I mean, nah, dude. It, it made no sense. So, it was yeah, dumb. Joker 2. Joker you know, 2. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's our... Uh... It's our estimated worst, uh, least anticipated film of the year, and one we'll probably like the least that we will maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to waste my time on it unless it just I'm gets not. all the rewards. <laughs> and the last one, everyone loved anyway, and I still was like, I don't yeah. get it. I don't get why I, you I like it. I didn't get it either. Like, let's, let's just go watch Taxi Driver if you want a movie like this. I mean, have you seen Taxi Driver? Yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't know, man. The people, when I kept hearing people say that Joker was this and it was that, and it sucked too, because I really was, ho- I was hopeful for that movie because I think the Joker is such a great villain and all this stuff. And then I started hearing that Batman wasn't even going to be in it. I mean, he was, we saw like a little Bruce Wayne, which no, that's made not the timelines. That is yeah, not we made the timelines even more confusing because he was literally like a child. So I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, unless shoot. unless we have a flash forward of eighteen years, you know. In which case, the Joker should be like his deathbed. I mean, he shouldn't be running <laughs> around and singing. He's singing now. So how like, fast do you know. think people die? <laughs> well, how, how old was he in the movie? He was like thirty something, right? Okay, so he's gonna be like fifty. <laughs> I don't know, man. Fifty, a fifty-year-old going up against like a prime Batman, it would just make no sense. So. Maybe, maybe he grew in intelligence in the insane asylum, singing his heart out. Oh, well, he's gonna be singing with Harley Quinn, so I guess right, I'm sure they they're gonna win awards, and I'm just so gonna disagree with it. But yeah, that's the world we live in nowadays. That's how it goes. We disagree with a lot, but we enjoy it. So, hey guys, thanks for listening this week. Um, like I said before, I'm gonna put all the ways to find us in the podcast we have a great um we have a uh twitter account coming soon instagram coming soon uh, we just really want to make sure that we have some uh content that we can throw at those before we make them we don't want to just create it and then let it set stagnant for a while so um but jacob we're gonna we're gonna tag his uh youtube channels in the description so you can know where to find him and then if you want to reach out to us with comments and questions, if you want to disagree with us and blow us up for how how good the Joker was, please make it, you know, send it our way. Let us know. I'm, you know, I'm curious. I want to hear somebody somebody say it was good uh, and put some backing behind it because, man, I just don't have it. But um, And it's okay to be wrong. It, <laughs> we're not, you know, we're not saying, you know, go ahead and be wrong, but... <laughs> Yeah, we love to hear the opinions. Like we love to disagree and, and talk yeah. about it. So you know, yep, send yep. it on. But I, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, we'll catch you next time on the weekly fix.